Welcome to the Deeply Connected Podcast. I'm your host, Kate Krieg, and it wasn't all that long ago that I was 30 kilos overweight, completely unaware. I was totally disconnected from who I was at my core, so caught up in succeeding and climbing the corporate ladder to notice I was nowhere near an identity or a life that fulfilled me. I was succeeding in many areas, but internally I was suffering. In fact, I thought that was normal. I was quite literally addicted to stress and unhelpful habits that burned me out. And now I've spent more than a decade learning from world-class experts on how to rewire my brain, address my emotions, and change my habits to transform my life from the inside out. The external goals I've achieved, including my weight loss, has been a direct result from the work I've done internally. And I've created this podcast for ambitious individuals who feel stuck in some area of their life, be it health, relationships, business or career, and who want to gain clarity and overcome doubt and overwhelm. My goal is that these podcasts will shape your perspective, increase your awareness or empower you with scientific tools that you can integrate that will change your life one small step at a time. Let's reshape your mindset, your habits, and your life. When I first start working with a client, I have them complete a life audit activity. And the life audit activity is really looking at different areas of their external life, but most importantly, their internal life to see which areas that we can tweak to get better results for them. So it basically pinpoints the exact areas of their habits, their mindset, their emotions, and their levels of awareness that is impacting them internally and externally. Now, there's probably no surprises here that one of the most important habits, foundational habits to get right is a sleep habit. Now, it's not just about the volume of hours in bed or that we care about. It's very much the quality of somebody's sleep because there could be two people sleeping for the exact period of time, but one might have a really deep restful sleep and the other might have a light sleep. And they wouldn't ordinarily know unless they're really looking after themselves in some of the ways that I'm going to share today. Now, I see sleep as a linchpin habit, and essentially a linchpin habit is one of those habits that you do, like a foundational habit that means that it has a positive knock-on effect to other areas of your life. So once you get this right, there is a positive impact or correlation to other things you do. So this is very much a beautiful starting point with anyone on the journey. Often I don't spend too much time speaking to somebody about their sleep, But this overview that I'm going to give you today is a really good way for you to start making sure that this linchpin habit is working for you in your life. Now, rather than just saying to you, okay, so we want you to have about nine hours quality sleep, which means that if you go to bed about 9, 9 9.30 and wake up between 5.30 and 6.30, you'll have a great sleep. It's actually a little bit more to it than that. And it's because every single person is different. So just because I go to bed early and I get a really good quality sleep doesn't mean that if you go to bed at the same time and do the similar activities, you're going to get the same result. And this is why it's really a self-experimentation, but I'm going to be sharing with you some of the things that you can tweak in order to get a better result for yourself. 
ultimately we want to wake up not completely exhausted. You know, we want to feel fairly well rested and ready to start our day. So rather than talking to you about what time you go to bed first, I want you to start asking yourself, what do I do in the lead up to me going to bed first? So for the hour or two before I go to bed, what am I actually doing? That's the first place to start investigating. And really what you want to be listening out for is, am I in an environment that's conducive to winding down? And that could be the way that your lights are on. So are your lights starting to dim or are they really bright? Have you got nice, calming, relaxing music on or none at all? Or do you have the TV on? Is there lots of competing stimulation in your environment? Because the first thing is, is you really want to try and dial down the stimulation and create a nice, relaxing environment. Now, if you're like me with a three and a five-year-old, that kind of relaxing environment may not come so easily. But we certainly put things in place like we have soft mood lighting, all my husband's electrician, so everything is on a timer, and we have uh, lamps coming on and, and the, the, we've got dimmer switches, so everything's sort of dimmed down and we p- play jazz music often. So we really try and create a nurturing, calm environment ready for us all to go to sleep. And we encourage the girls to calm down and we try and make sure that we're calm and we're talking softly and those kinds of things as well. The next thing to be asking yourself is, after is my environment conducive to winding down, Is what I'm doing, are my activities conducive to winding down? Uh, So for example, something pretty obvious is, am I just trying to do a workout between 7.30 and 8.30? So a high energy cortisol inducing workout at a late time in the evening. Am I trying to do that? Or am I going online or you know, scrolling mindlessly or doing some other activity that is not really conducive to me winding down my mind and my body. I believe that we often overlook the fact that our mind is constantly reacting to everything, the stimulation externally, what we're doing, the mindless scrolling. We're constantly always switched on. And really what we want to be doing is is starting to switch off and tuning within And the mindless scrolling on social media, for example, really helps create that overactive or overthinking mind. And that can be one of the biggest challenges for somebody's ability to have a quality sleep. Also, if you're someone who's studying or just someone like me who constantly loves to learn, and I've done a lot of study in my life too, but I'm always learning. I used to learn at all all times of the day, and now I've really reserved the learning time to times on the weekend or some spaciousness throughout my day so that I am not doing intense concentration or using parts of my brain that are requiring a lot of concentration and critical thinking. That kind of reading before bed is not conducive to a deep sleep and we really want a deep quality sleep here. This is kind of what we're talking about. So what activities are you doing for your mind and your body in the couple of hours in the lead up to bed? What are you doing and could you reserve that for perhaps another time or reduce that in some way? And then asking yourself the next question, which is what are some of the activities that I would like to incorporate in the couple of hours in the lead up to bed that are really conducive to me winding down and really being able to have that restful, deep quality sleep? 
Okay, so now we've had a look at the audit, the mini before bed audit. Now we can have a look at the time that you go to bed. Now let's say you go to bed at 11 o'clock and you'd like to start getting up at 6, but we know that we really want to be having a good 8 to 9 hours of quality sleep. I don't want you to just start going, okay, cool, well, I'll go to bed at 9 o'clock because it is less likely to happen. So this is why I wanted you to unpick the couple of hours before you go to sleep first. And now we want to say, well, what's the ideal time you'd like to go to bed? And all we want to do is start bringing that back by 15 minutes or a half an hour. So if you go to bed at 11 o'clock, start going to bed at 10.45 or 10.30 in the beginning. And then you can keep coming all the way back to 9, 9.30 when you do want to go to bed. Once you've sort of got that habit in place of going to bed early, then you can look at getting up early. Now, I know this might sound frustratingly slow, but the reality is, is that if you really want to get this foundational habit, this linchpin habit to work for you, this is the best approach to sustain it for you. We really don't want to be just sort of ripping off the band-aid because that's when things unravel and we start to unwind our behaviors and we basically go to what our old habits were. And so this way, this approach is, is more likely to see you sustaining this new routine or this new bedtime ritual. So again, if you go to bed at 11 and you want to wake up at 6, um, it, we start by getting you to bed a little bit earlier and bringing it forward. And then once we feel like we're getting a little bit more rest, we start to wake up a little bit earlier. But again, if you're waking up at 7.30, we wouldn't just start waking up at 6.00 unless your body feels naturally ready to do it, would start to wind it back. So seven o'clock and then 6.30 and then you can make it to six and that might happen over the period of a few weeks. So really it's not that long, but what it will do is start to rebuild the pathways in your brain that help you sustain this new routine. Now, speaking of routines, with any habit, you really want to make sure that you have implementation intentions. And these implementation intentions are basically this when I, I will concept. So when I finish reading my book at 10.30, I will turn out the lights and go to sleep. When I have my alarm go off at 7.15, I will wake up and have a shower so we're really wanting to make sure that it's not just left to chance and not just left to hoping our memory is going to serve us well. And we're really taking a lot of control with figuring out what our needs are and then addressing them appropriately over time. And essentially what we want to get to is a consistent bedtime routine, a consistent time we go to sleep and a consistent time that we wake up. And that ranges. It might range by a half an hour or 45 minutes or so either side. But the point is, is that we want to have that consistency. And if you can, you'd keep that consistency on the weekends as well. That will really help. Now, a few other things about sleep that I'm just going to add my two cents worth that have really helped my husband, who has been a very light sleeper for about seven to eight years or so, is having a cool, dark room is really important. And even supplements, we have some natural supplements to help him go to sleep. Um, Happy Mammoth Deep Sleep Mode is something that he has been using and he enjoys it. Um, and making sure that 
you know, if I, for me, I have restless legs, so I have really good quality magnesium. So I don't, I definitely am not suggesting that you have to have any of those, but you can certainly speak to your healthcare professional and ask them what they recommend for you. But these are some of the supplements that we've taken and we have avoided rich foods or drinking alcohol before bed and really just making sure that we're unwinding with some other linchpin habits like a cup of tea. So we always have a cup of tea um, before we go to go to sleep and that's a really nice way for us to unwind also. And it, within the first half an hour of waking up, it's really helpful for your circadian rhythm to have access to natural light. So if you are able to get outside or have some way, even if you have your cup of tea outside or coffee in the morning, where you can really access that natural light, that will help with your circadian rhythm. Plus having some form of movement throughout your day in the morning or um, within the first eight hours is another really wonderful way to help you have a better quality sleep at night. So if you have analyzed your evening and made sure that you're doing really sleep inducive activities, you have removed a lot of the stimulation, you've started to create a consistent bedtime and also a wake up time, and you've started to embed some new habits that are really helpful to you. You've kept your room cool and dark and even supplemented and doing all those sorts of things. If you're still finding that it's difficult for you to have a good quality sleep, often that points for me to overthinking. And this might be a really important lesson for you and an awareness for you that journaling your thoughts and undertaking the necessary work to really make sure that you've been able to quieten down your mind, address a lot of your emotions and figuring out some of the things that are keeping you awake or overstimulating your mind is what's requiring your attention. And it could be as simple as just putting together a plan for the next day, things you'd like to achieve and get done, or it could be really reconciling any loose ends from the day. So what has happened throughout your day and what do you need to do in response to that? So sometimes if we have these loose ends or lingering thoughts about what we're doing, that can keep us up, but actually may go unnoticed. The other thing you could do is ask yourself through the use of some journal prompts, questions like, what's on my mind or what am I worried about or what am I feeling? What do I need? These questions are really helpful. You might end up doing this activity at a different part in your evening. Now, just remembering that all of these things we're doing is trying to not create more overactive thinking or overstimulation in our evenings. So this might be an activity that you do two hours before bed, for example. But the point is we want to be doing it so that you don't have all of these question marks in your mind and so that you can actually really shut down and be like, okay, it's all good. It's all in hand. I've got a plan. I've, I've been able to think about the stuff that I haven't had a chance to think about from my day. I've been able to plan for tomorrow. I've been able to acknowledge what I'm feeling and address what I might be needing. So as you can imagine, it's going to be different for everybody and how it plays out in your evening. But the point is, is that if you're finding that you've got these foundational elements that we spoke about earlier to get you a good quality sleep, but yet you're still not experiencing it, this is where I'd be saying you'd be wanting to ask yourself some of the questions and see what loose ends are in your mind or what your worries are or what your plans are so that you can actually incorporate that as part of your evening ritual as well. 
So sleep is not just about getting to bed on time and waking up at a certain time and hoping the rest is all going to fall into place. It is a bit more of a process, but it's such an important process because as I say, it is a linchpin habit and everything comes off the back of sleep. And if you're not sleeping, you're going to be spending a lot more time being emotional, reacting, impulsive. You're not going to be able to access that creativity. You're not going to be able to perform as well. Your relationships are going to be strained. There's a whole negative knock-on effect when someone's not having good quality sleep, which is why I wanted to dedicate this podcast to actually really getting you to think about what your evenings are looking like. And sometimes it's just a few small tweets can make a really big result. So hopefully you've been able to gain something from this episode today. Thank you so much again for being here. I love being with you and I look forward to seeing you again next time. Okay, take care. Bye. Well done for taking this step, empowering you closer to a life you love. Now, if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss my updates. Now, I know my friends send me podcasts all the time, and I was just wondering, is there someone in your circle you feel would benefit from hearing this episode? Who's someone who wants to grow or improve in different areas of their life? who you want to see fulfilled and succeeding also. Well, I would be so grateful if you shared this episode with them. It could be exactly what they need to hear. Now, thank you for your support as always and for listening, and I'll see you again next time.